What is a Christmas your children will never forget? There will be several stories in this book that were written as grandma's stories. I include them in this book because they are a part of the Shumway folklore. In other words, they are stories that should be remembered and shared over and over from generation to generation. This story is one that has been told and retold by several members of the Shumway family. It should also be noted that if you become a member of the Shumway clan, this story proves that you may have to deal with a little bit of craziness in this family. I tell this story to the best of my memory. Others may remember it differently. It is the account of the Christmas tree over the balcony and teaches a great Christmas lesson of the true meaning of Christmas. It was going to be a wonderful Christmas at the Shumway house. The year was 1988 and we were living in West Laramie in a house I called the Green Box. We had eight children, Kristen, Sam, John, Joseph, PJ, Casty, Nathan, and Kevin. There was not a lot of extra money for Christmas that year, but I had carefully saved all year and had been able to purchase a new silver trumpet for Sam and a new drum set for John. These were expensive gifts, and I was excited to give them to my two oldest boys. I knew they would be a great surprise for them. It had been a tradition in the Shumway household to always go caroling every year. I would bake goodies to take to several families, and then I would gather my little family together and we would all bundle up and face the bitter Wyoming cold to sing to a few friends. I loved this tradition, but I always received a great opposition from the rest of the family. Grandpa Joe was the leader of the rebellion. He had a list of at least 20 reasons why no one in their right mind should ever go caroling. When the time would come to go, he would always stay home offering to fix hot chocolate and some kind of treat for the frozen carolers when they returned. This year was no different. We had arranged to take the Ramash children with us so that they can enjoy the experience with us. I had made goodies for five families and the Ramash children had brought four plates of goodies their mom had baked. We had nine stops to make. As we got ready to leave, there was the normal mumbling and grumbling from the older kids. But this year, there was also a plan. Sam and John had decided that at every stop, they would sing loudly out of tune. Then when we were back in the car traveling to the next stop, they would tease the little boys. So there would be screaming and crying until the next stop. They were confident that this would annoy me enough to make the whole experience miserable for everyone and thus end this tradition forever. I didn't notice anything different until about the third stop where I heard notes coming from my children, who, by the way, could sing harmony by the age of five, that were certainly not the same key we were singing in. When we got back in the car, I mentioned this to the boys, who informed me they were doing the best they could. Before long, there was screaming and crying coming from the back of the van. I tried to ignore the ruckus as we drove to the next house. This disruptive routine continued for several more stops, at which point I cut caroling short and we started for home. My tears began to fall as I drove home devastated. How could my children be so insensitive? How could they not care? How could they not realize what Christmas was all about? I felt like a total failure as a mother. I sadly drove the Ramash children home and then headed to, for our house. As we drove into the driveway, the kids quickly scampered into the house ready for hot chocolate and a treat. As I came in, I heard my kids laughing and talking about the wonderful plan that had worked out so beautifully. I went straight to my room. 
That is where my feelings of sadness and despair turned to anger. Our home was a split-level home where the living room was upstairs. The living room connected with a dining room, and the dining room had a door out to a balcony two stories up. Defiantly, I walked into the living room, unplugged our beautiful Christmas tree, and to the astonishment of the whole family, dragged it through the living room and through the dining room. I staggered out onto the balcony and with a mighty heave threw the tree over my head, over the railing to the ground. It still amazes me what angry adrenaline can do. Christmas is canceled, I shouted, looking into the shocked faces of my family. I grabbed my coat and the car keys and stormed out. Where are you going, Mom? Joseph, who was eight, asked with a panic look in his eyes. I didn't answer. I just kept going. My last memory was of my children standing in the street yelling, Come back, Mom! as I drove away. After my departure, Grandpa gathered the kids together to find out exactly what had happened. Sam told about the scheme and ended with, John, I don't know how you could have done that to Mom when she brought you a new drum set for Christmas, to which John had the perfect comeback. Well, she bought you a new trumpet, and I know it cost a lot of money. So much for Santa's secrets. I do believe some wonderful teaching took place at the Shumway house that evening, as Grandpa talked about the selfishness of the world and the true meaning of Christmas, of giving, of service, of sacrifice, and of what this small newborn baby Jesus did for us. I drove around for several hours, feeling very sorry for myself, and ended up in Cheyenne at a hotel for the night. The next day I arrived home to a solemn, repentant family. It's easy to forgive your children, especially when you have just behaved like a raving maniac. Our Christmas tree with all its broken ornaments never made it back to the living room that year. Kristen took a small little plant and put a few simple decorations she had handmade on it. Maybe that was also symbolic of what we had learned that year. Christmas Eve, we gathered around the tiny tree and acted out the Christmas story, which was another tradition we had, since almost every year we had a new baby Jesus. As Grandpa read the story in Luke, we all sang the Christmas carols that went with each verse. Our voices were sweet, in tune, and harmonious, as was our family that night. I have often tried to rationalize my actions that evening, the tree went over the balcony. I think of the Savior chasing the money changers from the temple as they defiled that holy place. I often feel the same way about Christmas. We get so lost in the materialism and selfishness of getting instead of giving. It is easy to defile the magnificent yet simple event of the Savior's birth. I only hope that when this story is told, Grandma Shumway will be remembered as a little dramatic and a little crazy but also someone who loved the Savior and wanted to celebrate his birth with simple and selfish acts of bringing tidings of great joy.